Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. As we get ready to receive Christmas, someone shivers in the cold, waiting for a soup kitchen to serve Christmas dinner. The annual holiday reprieve from life as usual. For a moment, warmth and food will intoxicate his senses, but tomorrow it's back to the trash cans and the cardboard shelters, back to hunger, back to homelessness. Someone watching right now is wondering, how do we pay for everything we charged and, and borrowed to buy Christmas gifts, only to receive a termination notice two days before the holiday? Where do we find a new job? How do we meet all of our financial obligations? Someone watching is wondering, how does a broken body sing, tis the season to be jolly, when fear and sickness sweep over us in waves? Where do we find the joy to sing, fa-la-la-la-la? This is Christmas. There's a word that you've heard more in the last few weeks, and you will hear more in the next couple of days, more than you will probably hear in all the rest of the year combined. The most used word in this time of the year that we call the Christmas season is the word gift. And some of you are planning on going out today, frantically searching for gifts, trying to find the right gift for the right person at the right price. Long ago, there ruled in Persia a wise and good king. He loved his people. He wanted to know how they lived. He wanted to know about their hardships. And often he would dress in the clothes of a working man or a beggar and would go to the homes of the poor. Now, no one whom he visited thought that he was their ruler. One time, he visited a very poor man who lived in a cellar. He ate the coarse food that the poor man ate. He, he spoke cheerful, kind words to him, and, and then he left. Well, later he visited that poor man again, and this time he disclosed his identity by saying, I am your king. The king thought, well, the man surely will ask for a gift or some favor, but the poor man didn't. Instead, he just simply said, you left your palace and your glory to visit me in this dark, dreary place. You ate the same coarse food I ate. You brought gladness to my heart. To others, you have given your rich gifts, but to me, you have given yourself. Well, the Christmas gift that I want to talk to you about today is God's Christmas gift. Though it is the most valuable and the most costly gift ever given, but get this, it is absolutely free. Do you realize that the tradition of gift giving at Christmas time actually began when God gave the very first Christmas gift at the very first Christmas, that gift was a person named Jesus Christ. And when you come to understand 
just how valuable and, and how costly that gift is, then you can understand the way to respond to getting this gift. And that sort of forms a picture of the way we ought to respond to God's Christmas gifts. Luke tells us all the way back in the very first Christmas what we should do with this magnificent and greatest gift of all. Luke chapter 2, we read in verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. That Christmas angel announced to the world 2,000 years ago that Christmas is about joy. Everyone knows that Christmas time is the most joyful time of the year. I mean, think about it. You see more smiles, you hear more laughter, you attend more parties, you entertain and are entertained more than at any other time of the year. Now, amazingly, this joy, well, it's all tied to gifts. The gifts we give, the gifts we receive. One of the things that makes Christmas so much fun is the sheer anticipation both from those who get gifts and those who give gifts. Has it ever occurred to you that the reason that we have such joy at Christmas, that it changes as we mature? You know, when you're younger, when you're a child or in your teenage years, the joy is the joy of anticipating getting gifts. You know, you make your list, you hope that you get everything that you want, and then you wonder, well, will I actually get it? You know, as a boy, I can remember lying underneath my Christmas tree literally for an hour at a time, looking at all the gifts under the tree, just imagining what was there. My mother had this very strict rule. You couldn't pick the boxes up and you couldn't shake them. You could look at them as long as you wanted, but you could not touch them. And I would lay there wondering, did I get that game that I asked for? And then as I got older, and especially as I had children, the joy for Christmas in my life changed. Oh, there was still great anticipation, but my anticipation was not for what I was going to get, but for what I was going to give. I couldn't wait for Christmas Day to come to see the look on my kids' faces as they opened their gifts. You see, and that's the point. Even though I knew what we had bought for our children, I was still so pumped up that I couldn't stand it. I could hardly wait for Christmas to come. Fatima and I, we... You know, we did what so many people do. You see, we would save the best gifts for last because after all, part of the fun of Christmas is building the anticipation for the one receiving the gift. Now imagine God's anticipation that Christmas morning when the gift he had been shopping for for thousands of years, a one-of-a-kind gift that only he could give and only he could pay for finally arrived. 
This is the way that moment is described in Galatians chapter 4, in verses 4 and in verses 5. It says, But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that He might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Do you see how Jesus was a father's gift to the family? The joy of Christmas is in knowing that the Son of God came so that we can all be sons and daughters of God. That is how valuable this gift is. That is how much joy this gift can bring. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 and in verse 15 it says, Thanks be to God for His gift that is too wonderful for words. Now let's go back to Luke chapter 2 verse 11. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now we all know what happens when a child is given a gift that he or she has been dying to open for weeks with sweaty palms, heart racing, mouth open, eyes wide, adrenaline pumping, those hands are moving at warp speed, bows, ribbons, and paper are flying everywhere until the present is opened. And then that anticipation turns into celebration. You know why? Because we're all wired for gifts. Human beings are the only creatures on this planet who have a desire to give and receive gifts. That's because we are made in the image of a God who is into giving. Animals don't have this desire. Animals don't celebrate birthdays or anniversaries or holidays. When God gave Jesus Christ, He gave a gift that calls for the ultimate celebration, and here's why. You see, the best gift you can give, basically it does two things. First of all, it expresses the love of the one who gives the gift. And secondly, it meets a need of the one who receives the gift. The greatest love gift ever given is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ meets the greatest need of any human being ever has had, and that is the need for forgiveness. If our greatest need, someone wrote, had been knowledge, God would have given us a teacher. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have given us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have given us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have given us an entertainer. Our greatest need is forgiveness. And so God gave us a Savior. Jesus Christ is not only the greatest Christmas gift ever given, He is the most unique gift ever given for this reason. God's Christmas gift is the only gift ever given that everybody can celebrate. 
You see, normally most gifts are unique to the one who receives the gift. I mean, have you ever gotten a gift that you really didn't need or couldn't use? I mean, fishermen, they don't get very excited over golf clubs. A golfer doesn't get too excited about a rod and a reel. But God's Christmas gift is that one gift that everybody can celebrate. You see, I want you to notice the three titles given to this gift. Savior, Christ, Lord. These three titles do not appear together in any other New Testament text. In all the Bible, this is the only time those three titles are found together. That's for a reason. When this announcement was made, the Jew could celebrate because Christ was born. The word literally means the anointed one and refers to the promised Messiah. This was the heir to David's throne. This is the one that had been prophesied, promised, and predicted to come to be the king of Israel. All throughout the Old Testament. Whenever a Jew came to understand this and believe it, well, it was time for celebration. Gentiles, well, they could celebrate also because a Savior was born. No longer did a Gentile have to become a Jew or adopt Jewish practice in order to have a relationship with God. Now, Gentiles and, and Jews alike all come to God through one person, Jesus the Savior. A sinner needs a Savior. Both Jew and Gentile are sinners. Now, Gentiles can celebrate the one that they too can call the Savior. See, all of this means the world could celebrate because the Lord was born. More than just a Jewish Messiah or more than just a Gentile Savior, the Lord God of the entire world had come. The God of heaven. He came to earth in the form of a baby so he could be Messiah to the Jew, Savior to the Gentile and the Jew, and Lord of the entire world. The only response, the only response that could have taken place at that time was celebration. Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, there we read, And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he has pleased. Now note something carefully and don't miss it. The ones who celebrated his birth believed indeed that he was the son of God and that his birth signaled to the world the eternal hope for peace on earth and peace in men and women who would believe this? You see, we all know that there is a common courtesy that is practiced probably by more people on Christmas Day 
than any other day. And that is the practice of thanking other people for what they have done for you. If you think about it, Christmas Day is really more of a Thanksgiving Day than Thanksgiving Day because those two words, thank you, are said more often on Christmas Day than on any other day. In fact, one of the greatest acts of discourteous behavior is to receive a gift and then either not claim it, not open it, not take it, not even acknowledge the gift with a heartful response of gratitude. You know, as I prepared this message, I came across the story of a man that got a Christmas gift 49 years ago and still hadn't opened it. Just imagine how you would feel if you gave someone a Christmas gift you know, to express your love for that person. And it, it was a gift that you know they needed and you live long enough to know that for 49 years, they haven't even bothered to open it. Do you realize that that's exactly what the vast majority of this world has done with God's Christmas gift? Even for many people who will open Christmas gifts in the morning, the vast majority will leave God's gift completely unopened and completely unreceived. Do you know when Christmas really happens for you and for me? It happens that moment when we open up our hearts and receive God's Christmas gift that was given to us 2,000 years ago. It's when you turn your heart into a manger and allow Jesus to be born anew into your life. It was a perfect Christmas for a little girl named Jessica. She got every gift she wanted, her favorite cousins were there to share the holiday. She had eaten food all day long. And as her mother tucked her into bed, she looked up and smiled and said, Mom, I sure hope Mary and Joseph have another baby next year. I found myself in the mall the other day and over the store's PA system was playing Christmas music, particular Christmas song, My Grown-Up Christmas List. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Uh, this version was sung by Natalie Cole. It reminisces about how when, when she was young, she sat on Santa's knee and told him all about her childhood fantasies. And then, and then she begins to talk about how she's all grown up now, but she still has dreams things that she would like for Christmas, not just for herself, but for our needy world. Then she sings her grown-up Christmas list. Here are the things she wants for Christmas now. She says, no more lives torn apart, and wars will never start. 
and time will heal all hearts. Everyone will have a friend and right will always win and love will never end. This is my lifelong dream, my grown-up Christmas list. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the age-old story of a babe born in Bethlehem. To them, a little child will always mean hope and a promise to a troubled world. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the Christmas star. Their lives may ever reflect its beauty and light. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the joy of giving lovingly to others. They shall share the gladness and joy of the shepherds and wise men of old. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the fragrant greens, the cheerful holly, and soft flicker of candles. To them shall come bright memories of love and happiness. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the happy music of Christmas time. They shall have a song of joy ever singing in their hearts. Blessed are they who find Christmas in the message of the Prince of Peace. They will ever strive to help him bring peace on earth, goodwill to men. Christmas is not about gifts, it's about the gift. God's Christmas gift. Would you unwrap that gift today and receive Jesus into your life? Why don't you pray with me right now? Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. And Father, I just pray that if anyone within the reach of my voice right now has not accepted the gift, the gift of love and eternal life that is in Jesus Christ, may they do so right now. And as a result, may this be the most memorable Christmas ever for them and their loved ones. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, on today's program, we've been talking about gifts and we've come to the time in the program where we have a special gift for our viewers. You know, each and every week, we like to offer you a resource, uh, a booklet, a magazine, and, you know, something just to help you on this spiritual journey that we're all on. And today we have a new book. Uh, we've, I don't think we've ever offered this one before. It's called The Power of of a promise. We'd love to send this to you as a gift, a free of charge. There's no obligation on your part whatsoever. It will, you'll receive it in your home, postage paid, and, and that's it. It's a gift from Lessons for Living Television to you, our faithful viewers. If you would like to request this book right now, listen carefully to the information we're about to provide you. 
To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Hey, let me just start by thanking you so much for joining us and we appreciate you tuning in each and every week and uh, letting your friends and family know about the program. You know, this is our last program before Christmas. I want to make sure I, I wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. And I hope you take us up on uh, the gift of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life, why not do that today? Make this the most memorable Christmas ever for you and your family. Before we go, I want to remind you of a few things. Our website, l4ltv.com, all of the programs are available on the website. Uh, you can request the offer on the website. You can make a donation on the website to keep the ministry on the air. All of the money that is committed to this ministry is used for the ministry. Airtime, studio time, the gifts. Not a penny comes to me or my family. Uh, I pastor a church, I draw a salary from that. All of the money that comes into this ministry goes directly to keeping the ministry on the air. So if you feel so impressed to help us, you can click the Donate Today tab on our L4LTV.com website. Follow me on Instagram every morning. Put out a devotional video one minute long. Great way to start your day. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. You can download this program in audio on SoundCloud and carry it with you uh, wherever you go. We, we, the program is on a podcast also. You can download that and listen to it at your convenience. We have another aspect of our ministry that folks get very excited about and we're very excited about. That is the international humanitarian work that we do. Every year we do a, at least one mission trip and we take volunteers with us and we go to Paraguay or the Philippines. We have a project going on in Nicaragua right now, all with volunteers, no paid staff, and working to try to alleviate the suffering of so many people around the world. If you're interested in learning more about that particular side of our ministry, visit our website, missionnowcanada.com. There you're going to see the ongoing projects we have, how you can donate, and why not think about of joining us on an upcoming mission trip. It sounds cliche, I know, but it can be a life-changing experience. I hope you take us up on that. Well, once again, you know, from all of us here at Lessons for Living Television, to you and your loved ones, we want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas and the best of this holiday season. 
We hope to have the chance to do this again next time. It won't be the same if you're not here. Until then, God bless you. We'll see you back here real soon. Thank you.